Today we're going to be talking about supernatural conception and how it is that God is the only one that can really birth something and bring it to term, to full term rather, on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And today I want to talk to you about supernatural conception, God's role in manifesting miracles. And there's something about the idea that when when you know that God is in charge, when you know that God is the one who births a thing and who conceives of it, there's a peace to that, knowing that even though, yes, there's probably hard work on your part you have to do, but you are not the cause of it. It's, it's God's plan in the end. And there's a scripture I want to give to you in uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse 36, where I'll read it very quickly, but it says, and look, and this is the angel speaking to Elizabeth, uh, Mary's cousin, and look, your relative Elizabeth has now become pregnant with a son in her old age. Or rather, the angel speaking to Mary, rather, about Elizabeth. Um, Although she was called barren, she is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. So Mary said, Yes, I am a servant of the Lord. Let this happen to me according to your word. Then the angel departed. And this is Christmas season, and that's why I wanted to share about the idea of, of supernatural conception. That this scripture is a clear testimony that nothing comes into being without God. When God births something, it is a divine act of creation where something is brought into existence. It can be as far-reaching as as the creation of the universe, to the birth of a new life, to the initiating of a new idea or phase in, 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 in your life. And the point is, is that God is the one who does this. He's the one who has the plan. He's the one who has the purpose. And the account of Mary and Elizabeth, who were cousins, uh, acknowledges the fact that nothing can be conceived, whether it's an idea, whether it's a miracle, whether it's an answer to prayer even, without God. And hence we have this uh, scripture in in, uh, John 1-3 that says, All things were created by Him, and apart from Him not one thing was created that has been created. And this is talking about Jesus, of course. And often we pressure ourselves. We we put all this massive pressure on ourselves to achieve impossible things, even if it's not properly conceived by God. And and, and this is why I want to talk about this today, because we can strive in our own strength if if we don't let God do it. But first I'm going to say this, and this is something that is is true of the fact that if you believe God conceives it, then this has to be true. And that is this. Alone, the odds are not in our favor. That's a fact. But if you try to go it alone in your strength, you know, I think of shows like Star Trek, which I grew up watching, which I really enjoyed as a kid. And, but the whole idea of Star Trek, when you look at it, is that, you know, we achieve this great feat in space by by the force of human will. And, Babylon, the, the creation of, of Babel, rather, that was the force of human will. And I believe that God lets us do these things up until a point until he says, okay, that's as far as you're going to go because that's not in my plan. So alone, we can't do anything. When you look at uh, uh, Elizabeth and Mary, they, they both had 
things to overcome in order to have children. And we find that with, with both of them, there was the issue of barrenness. And here's what I mean by both of them. Mary couldn't conceive because she wasn't married yet. So, you know, in a sense, she, she was barren in that sense. Her relationship was not consummated to produce offspring, so she could not have a baby. On the other hand, Elizabeth couldn't conceive because she was barren and she was older and she says, well, you know, come on. And since fruitfulness was, was God's special blessing to his people in the Old Testament, and even during these times of, of during uh, Mary and, and Elizabeth, since fruitfulness was God's blessing, barrenness was considered a curse and embarrassment among the people. And you find this in Exodus and Deuteronomy and different Psalms. And in fact, barrenness was a thorny issue. And uh, there's some examples there, but to be a wife without bearing children in ancient Eastern culture was always regarded uh, as a matter of shame. And it was a reproach which could actually lead to divorce. And uh, this is, you know, the cause of how, how Sarah in, in, in the story with when she was in the tent and and an angel from the Lord came, you know, and said, hey, uh, Sarah's going to have a baby. She, she cracked up. She laughed. She's like, here yeah, in my old age, you know. And then Hannah, her silent, bitter prayer that she would conceive in, in 1 Samuel 1 because she was barren. And Rachel's intense ultimatum of having children or death in Genesis 30. And then Elizabeth's praise in this story, in, in this in this account that we're talking about, Elizabeth's praise for God taking away her reproach, these all connect to the idea of barrenness. And it even says this, it says, Elizabeth, this is what the Lord has done for me <clears throat> at the time when he, when he has been gracious to me. And this is her speaking like in thankfulness. She says, he's been gracious to me to take away my disgrace among people. So you find that there was there was this pariah thing going on when a woman could not conceive. So there were barrenness was an issue, but also this was another issue, and that is family roots. If you if you ever read Matthew one, the famous chapter of genealogy that seems boring and random, and man, there's so much in there. There's so much in that whole genealogy thing, and we find that. The lineage of Jesus traces back all through the Old Testament with kind of like the usual suspects, you know, liars, deceivers, murderers, rapists, adulterers, incestuous people, prideful, idolatrous, unfaithful, just messed up people. And Mary and Elizabeth were part of, 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 this, of this pedigree. So you have family roots against you. How can God how can God birth something in my life? How can God use me when my family had so many issues, when my family was so messed up? And some Christians even say, well, my family has a curse on it and all this. And I'm like, you know, I don't I don't believe that one bit, man. When because in Christ you're a new creation. So none of that matters. And, and that cannot a curse a curse cannot overwhelm the creation that that God is doing. But family roots can be an issue. What what does this list show you about about God choosing these men and women? You know, in, in Matthew one, right? All these 
questionable roots. It shows this, that supernatural conception steps into the impossible. That with God, it doesn't matter because if he's going to do it, he's going to do it no matter what your roots are. And that's why in Galatians uh, chapter 5 and verse 1, it, it puts it beautifully when it says, when it says, the only thing that matters is a new creation. In other words, what God makes, what, what God is making is the only thing that matters. What he has created is the only thing that matters. Because what God makes, he, he will protect, he'll take care of it. It's, it's, not, it's not an issue with God. But I also want to give you uh, another reason why maybe odds are against us as, as people because they were against Mary. It was simply her age, right? Elizabeth thought she was too old to conceive. And maybe you've thought this about your own life. I'm too old to, to do great things for God. God can't use me. You know, think again. Uh, again, if you really believe that God conceives things, then He can conceive anything He wants, no matter where you're at, no matter what your age is. And another one was this, a criticism and we kind of touched on that, but in ancient Middle Eastern cultures, barrenness was, was you know, brought a, a reproach and a shame on, on women. And uh, women who couldn't have children bore the brunt of public whispers, you know, people saying, oh, that's that lady, she can't have baby, you know, and that was such a big deal. And that's why um, in, in the Bible, uh, you have incidences where Sarah, Abraham's wife was mocked by Hagar's son for not being able to conceive. And Panina mocked Hannah in 1 Samuel 1 because she couldn't conceive. She's like, I can have kids and you can't. And then even uh, one of Jacob's wives mocked, mocked uh, Rachel as well. But here's the point. I'm saying that, that this reproach can be very, very difficult when, when you feel like you're not moving, your life is not growing, you're not progressing, that you're trying hard and, you're, and you, you have all these strategies and it's not working, ask yourself a simple question. Has God conceived what you're trying to do? And is He birthing it? Or is it something you're doing in your own strength? We always have to ask that because what God doesn't birth, He can't bless. And so I say that to, to give you this thought uh, as well, that with God, the odds are irrelevant. They have no meaning. That's why this, this verse, let this verse stick into your spirit. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And we find that in supernatural conception, <clears throat> there is supernatural anticipation. Hence, we have in, in, in the story, in the incident of with Elizabeth and, and Mary, uh, when, when Elizabeth was visited by Mary, and she heard. It's obvious it, to you when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we have this idea here that's beautiful when you think about it, that when Elizabeth was greeted by Mary, something supernatural happened in her body and in her heart, something that was so profound and so powerful that even the baby felt it. And since, you know, 
us guys don't get it, man. We, we don't know what it is to carry a child. But I do believe that when God births something in your heart, you know it and you carry it like a spiritual womb in you. You carry that vision. You carry that dream so that God will fulfill it. And when God is birthing something new, something deep inside us leaps up and leaps out and says, wow, this is like a witness of the Spirit. I just know God is, is saying and doing this. And that's why we have to make sure that God is birthing what we're doing, that it's not just us by force of will doing it. But we find that also that when God births it, when He does it, um, in supernatural conception, uh, barrenness becomes fruitfulness. That place that was dry and dark and dead suddenly becomes thriving and verdant with life. And Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, gave birth to John the Baptist, a man that Jesus deemed the most important in the Bible. Jesus said he, he is really, really uh, important. And so to me, that, that, that shows that God can create anything out of anywhere that he wants because he's God. But I also want to say this, that in supernatural conception, age is not a factor. I think of Abraham, where it says in, in uh, Romans that he considered not the deadness of his body. And Moses was 80 when he got called by God to deliver Israel. That's way post-retirement. In, in Western culture, right? Jacob was really old when he was used by God. And Joshua, at his very old age, he said, I want my mountain. He still had this passion. He still had something impregnated within his spirit that God was doing. So you're never too old to be used by God. When God tells you to go after something, don't look at your age, don't look at your limitations, don't look at your weaknesses, don't look at your ailments or your whatever physical limitations you may have. Look at the, this simple fact, God is birthing it. it. It is His thing, not yours. But also, I want to leave you with this, that in, in supernatural conception, and I have two more to give you, but in supernatural conception, uh, bitter stories are rewritten. And again, we read in Luke 36, 38, where it says, And look, your relative Elizabeth has also become pregnant. This is the angel speaking to Mary. With a son in her old age, although she was called barren, she is now in her sixth month. So I love, I underline that, that simple thought there. She was called barren, past tense. There's something about when, when you let God do it, that the bitter stories become past tense stories. And a new story is written because now God is doing the right, He's doing the writing, not you. And, but here's the last thing I want to give you, and we're going to let you go today. In supernatural conception, what God conceives, He will bring to term. This is a promise in Scripture that whenever God prophesies that something's going to happen, why did. Why does he do that? Because he's the one who has the power to make it happen. And this isn't just about our perseverance in believing God and our faith and saying, yes, you know, I'm, I'm going to get it done with my faith. No, our faith has some to do with it. But in the end, it is not our perseverance that does it or our faith. It is God's perseverance that does it, his power that does it, because he conceives it and he is the one who births it. So I hope you're encouraged today. And if, if you like this uh, podcast, please leave a like and recommend it, please. We're trying to grow it and join our our uh, our channel here. It'd be great to have new new uh, new blood. You know, we have some faithful listeners, but I really want to grow it more. 
and uh, check us out. We are on YouTube, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Facebook. And God bless you as as you have a great day, and uh, and I'm going to have a great day too. Have a wonderful Christmas. God bless you.